You are listening to the Awaken Natchitoches podcast. Awaken Church is a diverse community of authentic love and hope, where you can belong, believe, and be renewed along the way. In the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, the real fun part of the story begins when with a game of hide-and-seek. Now, in this game of hide-and-seek, these brothers and sisters are, are in this big, huge house, and they are, they, are, they are trying to pass the time and do something that's fun. And young Lucy makes her way into this remote room of the house, and, and strangely, this, this room is empty except for a wardrobe. And deciding to hide inside, she suddenly finds herself not just inside of a wardrobe, but inside of a whole new world, a place of beauty and splendor. This is Narnia. And if you're familiar with the Chronicles of Narnia, you know this, this story. Think about that, going into the wardrobe and entering into a whole new world of beauty and splendor. If you could just walk through a door and enter into a brand new world, what would it be like? You know, so so we're, spending, we're spending a couple of months on Sundays digging into um, what you could call our core beliefs of Awakened Church. And we, we, we feel like now, maybe more than ever, it's important that we spend some time renewing our understanding of what matters now. And for us, we said last week, it starts with Jesus. It starts with Jesus. Everything for us starts with Jesus. Everything we are and do is based on this. Jesus is the foundation of our foundational beliefs. And because Jesus matters now, today we're going to talk about holiness. Holiness matters now. If, if Jesus matters now, then holiest ma- holiness matters now. And, and the word, this word holiness, and it can carry a lot of baggage with it, okay? And, and we just want to go ahead and let you know up front, when, we talk, when you say holiness and you talk about holiness in, in the church and in the culture, there's a lot of baggage. There's a lot of things that just immediately pop to mind. So, so our hope today is to leave from our time together with a clear understanding of what we mean by holiness. And we're not just, just you know, let's, let's, we try to keep it simple. And so, so for the next few minutes, that's what we're going to try to do as we dig into this scripture found in 1 John chapter 3. And if you have a Bible, I would definitely encourage you to grab that Bible, turn to 1 John chapter 3 as we read this scripture, and then we're going to dig deeper into the scripture as we kind of uncover and discover for ourselves and even renew our understanding of what it means to be holy. Um, so first John is a letter written by John <laughs> in, uh, John, this, this, uh, disciple of Jesus, he's, he's on an Island called the Isle of Patmos. It's kind of, it's pretty much a prison colony. Okay. And there he's writing to the church at Ephesus, which is kind of his home church. And he's writing there about spirituality. He's writing there about true religion as a follower of Christ. And in the context of this, he's, he's writing about love and the importance of love. And, and so this is a, a big part of that. And so this is part of that letter. Uh, beginning in verse 1, 1 John 3, 1. See how very much the Father loves us, for He calls us His children, and that is what we are. But the people who belong to this world don't recognize that we are God's children because they don't know Him. Dear friends, we are already God's children, but He has not yet shown us what we will be like when Christ appears. But we do know that we'll be like Him, for, for we will see Him as He really is. And, and all who are, have this eager expectation will keep themselves pure, just as he is pure. Everyone who sins is breaking God's law, for all sin is contrary to the law of God. And you know that Jesus came to take away our sins, and there is no sin in him. Anyone who continues to live in him will not sin. But anyone who keeps on sinning does not know him or understand who he is. Dear children, don't let anyone deceive you about this. When people do what is right, it it shows... They are righteous, even as Christ is righteous. But when people 
uh, uh, keep on sinning, it shows that they belong to the devil who has been sinning since the beginning. But the Son of God came to destroy the works of the devil. Those who have been born into God's family do not make a practice of sinning because God's life is in them. So they can't keep on sinning because they are children of God. So, so now, so now we can tell who are children of God and who are children of the devil. Anyone who does not live righteously and does not love other believers does not belong to God. So here's our big idea. The Spirit of God can and does transform us as we follow Jesus. That's it. That's, that's just bottom line. It. The Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, can and does transform us as we follow Jesus. And so with that foundation, let's kind of look at why holiness matters now and a little bit more about holiness. Holiness is provided by God's love. That's what we see here. Holiness is provided to us by God's love. Now, about a year ago, we had a snow day. We actually had a couple of snow days. And uh, and and it's very uncommon for us in central Louisiana to have a snow day. Um, unfortunately, about a month later, it was followed up by, you know, an ice storm that we ended up, you know, with without power for a week and without water for two weeks. And that was crazy. But but we had a snow day. And I don't like cold weather. It's no question. I'm not a fan of cold weather. I'm not a fan of the snow. But you know what happens when it snows? I will get out and I will enjoy it. It's not my favorite. I don't long for it. I don't hope it happens. But when it happens, I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy it, especially with my boys. We had this snow day, and and the kids are loving it. They're out of school. It's snowing. We're out there. We're having we're having little little snowball fights. We built a snowman. It was great fun. And and this is where you see kind of the father's love and the mother's love come in. The, and and this is you know I don't know if I fit into any like you know stereotypes, but this is kind of what I, how I played out for me anyway. For me, it was like this: this father's love. We're playing, we're building, we're we're connecting, we're we're at, we're we're active. We're just we're getting into it. And then there's the mother's love. When we come in, mom wants to make sure everybody's warm and comfy and has hot chocolate and and and, and you know a snack. You know, so it's like there's love here. Like like love provides for what we need. And there's what we call the father's love and, and a mother's love. But here's God's love. God's love is both. God, God's, we've talked a lot, of, a lot about God. And God is not male or female. God is spirit. And God's love for us is like both of these. Playing, building, comforting, warming. So if you could think about you know, your own life and you compare God's love, how is it like a father's love? And, and how, is it like a, how is God's love like a mother's love? See, John says, that we can see how much God loves us because he considers us his children. He calls us his children. And, and, and so we become sons of God. Now, sons here is not, not showing gender specifically, but splendor. Not gender, but splendor. It means we belong to him. God's love for us is unique. God's love for us is unique. He, 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 he loves us as his children while we were, as scripture says, we were, we were called enemies of God, like while we were still sinners, while we were enemies of God. And disconnected because of our sin, he loved us. And if that's me right now, if that's if that's you right now, and you're like, I'm 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 a sinner. <laughs> I'm you know maybe I'm maybe I'm an enemy of God. I'm telling you, God loves you. God loves you. And God's love for us is unbelievable. It really is in a lot of ways unbelievable. I mean, how many conversations have I had where somebody says, I just can't believe that God could love me. So many. But John even hints at this. This is a common feeling back then. He even hints at that when he says people of the world don't recognize that we're children of God because they don't know God. You see, when you don't know God, 
you, you have this, it's just unbelievable that God could love this way. But God does love you, and he wants you to know him, because he knows you, and he wants you to know that you're loved. And, and, and God's love for us is undeserved. It's under, his love is undeserved. This idea can get under the skin of a lot of people, because the, the, because the message we've been conditioned to believe is that we deserve everything to go our way. Like, we can earn it. We deserve it. We, you know, being alive gives me the right to have everything revolve around me. And authentic love isn't earned because it can't be earned. Authentic love is a gift. Ephesians 2.8 says God saved you by his grace when you believed, but you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we've done, so, so none of us can boast about it. So a renewed spiritual life is an expression of the love of God. Holiness has everything to do with this love, okay? We're talking about this love that God has for us, this, 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 this unique, unbelievable, undeserved love, That's where holiness begins. And we enter into this new way of living because of God's love. We receive the love he's constantly pouring out. And as he fills us with his love, we begin to fall in love with God and begin to care about what he cares about. And we live his way and we love his way. Holiness happens when our love for God surpasses our love for self. Okay, Holiness happens when our love for God surpasses our love for self because our love for God will increase our love for our neighbor and for one another. God can and does transform us. This is called holiness, and holiness is powered by Jesus' resurrection. How do, where does this holiness come from? Where, where, how do we have the power to be holy? Because it's powered by Jesus' resurrection. See, I've got this coffee maker, and if you've been to my house, you've, you've, you, you may have, have experienced the coffee that's made in this coffee maker. And the, the coffee maker, it's like it, it's there and it's ready, and you can put and you know, I get these, these, uh, the, 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 these great coffee beans because this coffee maker has a grinder. And you put the beans in, and these are like the best beans, best coffee beans. And if you've never had fresh ground coffee bean coffee, you have not had coffee and it grinds the beans and you had, you know, you put the water in and you have to get good, pure, clean water in there and it, the, the beans in this water and it just makes this magnificent thing. But here's the thing, this, this coffee maker, you could put in all the beans and all the water you want, but if you don't plug that thing into the power source, all you've got is a bunch of beans and water. You don't have coffee. See, the, the coffee maker has no power in its own. It exists, but it has no power in its own. It, it, it has design, it has purpose, but it cannot function without power. That's electricity, which is always present. Electricity, it's always there. Whether the coffee maker is plugged in or not, the power's there. You get it? Do you, do you follow? This is the holiness. This is the, this is the power of Jesus' resurrection. It's always there. We just need to plug into it. What keeps you from plugging into the power source that God's that God provides for us? John says that that when Jesus, God in the flesh, came into our world, that it was for a reason. And actually, John gives two reasons, but they're they're inseparable. John says that Jesus' death and resurrection provides the power to remove sin. Okay, sin is in its basic terms. It's a, it's a matter of will. When I assert my will against God's will, that this is rebellion. It's it's selfishness, and selfishness is the root of sin. And God doesn't remove our free will. That's not what holiness is. Holiness isn't removing your ability to make your own choices. The it's the power of the resurrection. It's the, the power of the resurrection is to remove self-centeredness as our motivator. So God doesn't remove our free will, but He removes self-centeredness as our motivator. 
See, Jesus was and is without sin and remain, remain in him. That means to be identified with the sinless one, Jesus. Then John says that the death and resurrection of Jesus also provides power to resist Satan. So power to remove sin and power to resist Satan. So let's pause and talk about the reality of Satan here. This is perfect time to kind of hit on this. Um, this is one thing. It seems like people are just content to just kind of believe what they think should be right rather than actually spending time in research and understanding who Satan is. In Scripture, Scripture makes it clear that Satan is a very real, created being who is not all-powerful, who is not all-knowing, and who is not ever-present. Satan is described as a liar and a thief. In the ancient Hebrew view of Satan, literally it means the adversary. The, the, the Hasatan, the Satan, the adversary. It's a picture of a prosecuting attorney who, who wants to steal and kill and destroy that which is not his. Satan is a deceiver, and there's, there's no truth in Satan. The, the works of Satan are to disconnect you from the power source, to disconnect you from the life source, to, to make you believe lies about yourself. But there's good news, and that good news is called resurrection. Romans 8, 1 says, so now, now in the resurrection, now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. You're free from it. The holiness, the holiness is being free from the power of sin that leads to death. There's this great book uh, I read a number of years ago called Evidence for the Resurrection by Josh McDowell. And uh, I, it's, it's a very modernist view, but it's, it's, it's you know, I'm, I was born in that, cult, in that time, in that culture, and so, so I get it. Uh, but, but this quote says, for the early church, it's kind of a history thing. For the early church, belief in the resurrection meant more than merely looking forward to the life to come, the end of the story. Rather, their conviction in the resurrection caused them to participate in advancing the plot, to be agents of God's restoration by claiming this present world for his kingdom. And even though they were small in number, they trusted in a powerful God. You see, holiness isn't being saved and waiting around till the end of the story. Holiness is participating in advancing the plot. God's love provides the ability for you and me to live a holy life in the power of the resurrection. And this is possible by the presence of the Holy Spirit of God in our lives. Holiness is possible by the Spirit's presence. If you set goals for 2022, made New Year's resolutions, chances are by now, here at the end of January, they've been forgotten. Unless, unless you have community and accountability around you, those have already been forgotten, most likely. Like an example is like if you make a, a commitment, make a New Year's resolution, or just set some goals for regular exercise and eating right, there's a new way of living. And you know what? It's possible. It's possible. But typically, it's in, within the context of community with others on the journey and finding strength in each other's presence that's, that's just not there on your own. That's how this works. Holiness is, and holiness is like this. It's made possible by the Spirit's presence. Just like you know, sticking to our goals or sticking to a resolution is possible by the presence of others. When we begin to speak of the Holy Spirit, we're talking about the supernatural, and that can, you know, that can blow people's minds. Because when we talk of the supernatural, we, 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 this is which 
this is things that are beyond what we can see and feel and comprehend by physical means. We're talking about believing the unbelievable here. Is it possible that the failure to live this holy life that Scripture says we now have is due to the failure to believe in the unbelievable? Is that where we are? In, in, the, in the presence of the Holy Spirit, the impossible becomes possible. The miraculous becomes normal. The unbelievable becomes believable. John says that those who are now the children of God do not go on sinning because God's life is in them. It's like a seed planted within them. It's actually, this was originally written in Greek, and then this word, it, life, is the word sperma. It's the word seed or life. It's, it's sperma. It means the kernel definition, the kernel which contains within itself the germ of the future plant. <laughs> In other words, offspring. <laughs> he says the offspring of God is within them. The kernel of God, which contains within itself the germ of the future plant, the remnant of God is in them, remains in them. And so the Holy Spirit of God's presence in our lives, that's, that's so that holiness can take root and grow over time, making our lives look more like him. You know, this is it. We want to become more like Jesus. How does that happen? The Holy Spirit of God's presence the Holy Spirit of God's presence is in our lives, and that's how holiness can take root and grow. So this, this seed or this life that we have now is cultivated the same way we take care of ourselves physically, the same way diet and exercise. You, have to, you, have to, you do have to put in the work. <laughs> like God, the Holy Spirit of God does it. Make, he's the one who makes us holy, but we have to do our part. And so it's like this with diet and exercise. If you eat all the time but never exercise, you get in bad shape. You really do. And if you exercise, but you never eat, guess what? You die. <laughs> the Holy Spirit is God's presence within you, bringing about wholeness. Wholeness. That's where we're at here. Holiness. Holiness matters now. Um, whole, holiness is really wholeness. That's the point. Like becoming whole. And it's a journey. And holiness matters now, maybe more than ever. The Holy Spirit of God can and does transform us as we follow Jesus. The Holy Spirit makes us holy, set apart for the work of God's kingdom. The Spirit makes us aware of sin in our lives, empowers us to overcome that sin, and works through us to encourage and help others. Holiness is about the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is our advocate and our comforter. So when you face that adversary, know that you have an advocate. You're not facing the adversary alone. When you are going through the struggle, know that you're not alone because the comforter is with you. So why not take this next step? Take an inventory of what matters to you. Take an inventory, like, like make a list. Is there any area on this list of what matters to you? Is there any area of your life that needs to be renewed and set apart to God? Because that's where this begins for us by setting apart those things that are not already set apart to God, to God. And then ask God to be God in that area in prayer. Lord, I'm praying now for, for myself and for all of those who hear this message, Lord, that we would, as we take an inventory of what really matters to us, begin to really reflect honestly with ourselves. Is there in any area of my life that needs to be renewed and needs to be set apart to God? And God, I want you to be God of that area in my life. I want you, God, I want you, God, to be the God of that area. And if there's changes to be made, whether they're hard changes or uncomfortable changes, Lord, lead me in that. Because, Lord, I want to become more like you. Jesus, I want to become more like you. And so I thank you that I can, that it is possible. 
And I trust you with this. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Awaken Natchitoches podcast. It's our hope that you have been encouraged by today's message. Find out more about Awaken Church at awakenla.church or find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Awaken Church LA.